This is Toast to Our Differences, presented by Shu. Hello everyone and welcome to Toast to Our Differences. I am Vuja, next to me is the lovely Morgan. And we have linked up to create a series talking about issues which are perhaps quite complex that are sort of very relevant to society to today. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about these topics, so it's gonna be nice to actually have the conversation. I'm gonna have a few experts and a few guests coming along to help us prompt the convo. Today's episode, is about sustainability, um, sustainable fashion, and how, you know, how do we live in this world in a more healthy way with how we consume? Um, yeah, and today we have Tessa from Olio, uh, a wonderful app that Tessa's gonna tell us about, and we do have Drill Minister in the building. Boom, bam. Drill rapper with a twist, right? Mm-hmm. Real, real twist. Morgan, how are you feeling about this episode? I'm good. I'm excited to uh, find some information out. And I think it's important to educate people on this topic. So let's yeah. go. I, you know what? I wish, I just wish we went on Zoom. It would be so much easier. Yeah. I know Obviously, in person. You know, COVID, but we're going to, we're going to try our best. Um, I don't know. I think maybe the best place to start is Tessa. You have this app called Olio. Yeah. Um, can you tell us what it is and how are you trying to make a change uh, with, I guess, the environment and sustainability and what your app does? Yep. So Olio exists to tackle one of the biggest problems that most of us don't know about, and that is the problem of food waste. So globally, and I can hold on to your seats because this is all a bit grim, <laughs> but globally, a third of all the food we produce each year gets thrown away. And that's worth over a trillion US dollars. And then alongside that, we have 800 million people who go to bed hungry every single night. And they could be fed on a quarter of the food that we waste in the Western world. And as if all that weren't bad enough, the environmental impact of food waste is absolutely devastating. So if it were to be a country, food waste would be the third largest source of greenhouse gas emissions after the USA and China. And actually a report just came out which said the number one most important thing humanity can do to solve the climate crisis is reduce food waste. And that came above electric cars, above solar power, and above a plant-based diet. But what most people don't realize is they look at that problem of food waste and they don't realize that actually in a country like the UK, half of all food waste takes place in the home. No, that actually means that okay. we, sort of each and every one of us, we are half of that problem. Most people assume that most food waste takes place at a retail store level. And it, that's just mm. not true. So retail stores are just 2% of food waste. We in our homes are half of all food waste. And in our homes, we throw away 14 billion pounds worth of perfectly good food every year that could have been eaten. Meanwhile, in our own country here in the UK, we have over 8 million people living in food poverty. So we throw away 14 billion pounds worth of food. We've got 8 million people living in food poverty. And Olio solves those problems by connecting people with their neighbors. So if you've got some food you don't want or need, snap a photo, add it to the app. Your neighbours can request it, and then they pop round and pick it up. Oh, I need to idea. download that because I'm always hungry as well. I was, <laughs> wow. yeah. I was saying off camera. I don't know how you are, really, but back in school, when my friends didn't finish their food, the first question out of my mouth is, "Are you gonna eat that?" <laughs> and my belly. One of them dons. I was one. You know about one of them dons. That was one of them dons. No. Yeah, and I just I always end up being quite full. I have seconds, thirds, some of those human dustbin. So we should you're, obviously you're fighting food waste. Well done. So I have been subconsciously without even really knowing. Um, I was fighting it. All right. Yeah. So that's a heavy, heavy topic. That obviously, yeah. 
that seems like there's a lot more to really learn and, and, and unpick. But I want to take it to um to drill minister, um a political drill rapper, um, talking, I'd say, very consciously um about many problems in society that we have. You're kind of you've subverted what society thinks about a drill rapper in, in general. I think it's been really cool to kind of see you on the socials. I follow you, I see what you do. Um and you're running, I believe, for mayor. That's what I've heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's going, it's going pretty well as well. Talk to um, us a little bit about that process and how. Why did you decide to run for mayor? Uh, more or less, like if we look at the climate of what's mm. going right now, in terms of even just like the like yesterday, yesterday the Tory government are now being held liable for three billion of. Um, money that was put towards test and trace that's gone mi missing. How do you misplace 3 billion? So, and that's out of 19 billion that was actually given to them for the test and trace, 3 billion of it's gone missing that they can't account for. So mm -hmm. when they're talking about the little man doing his little fraud thing or this brother doing these little, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a much deeper, deeper, deeper plan than that. Sorry, my guy, sorry. He's, he's running for mayor. The man is a, is obviously busy. a busy man. He's got the cause in, you know, the TV. I've seen him on the TV as well. Um, that that must be a bit of a journey, though, to run for mayor, because once you get into that kind of game... Yeah, anyway, sorry, carry on. I was just waffling so, a little bit. So, oh, my days. My guys, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Interesting as well, actually, because you see how many MPs and, and, and people of authority are so against drill. Exactly. It's violent, it, you know. So it's it's good to see that that combination. No, it's a combination of of more or less that there's no one running for us. There's no real voice for us. Like mm. the, um, I wasn't really like fully, fully like um, jumping forward with this whole Labour Party sounds that was mm -hmm. going on before, but. I did see the truth in what this Corbyn thing was. You see what I'm trying to say? In the movement. Or even in the movement of people just being um, engaged in politics. I saw there was a truth in that because people don't, everyday people don't really care. They're more about, they're seeing black and white of politics, but seeing what's in it for me. How does mm. me and my children that like, yeah. what 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 price is going to go down for me? That's all people really want to know. They don't care about the the mm. trimmings and the extras of it. But I realize in that trimmings and the extras of it, that's where the lie really lies. Mm. If you're not checking who is um, getting these contracts or who's in charge of such and such a department or blah, 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 who, who's your local MP is. If you don't know these facts of information, then what are you really truly voting for? And mm -hmm. what do you really know about what's going to happen in terms for you? Or what does the legislation of what's happening in Europe, how does it affect you? A lot of people don't know just these simple things. But I realised once I started myself getting involved in, in the politics thing, taking it away from political jargon and just simplifying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Make it digestible. It's digestible. And and mm. what happens is there's a lot of bull, bull crap that's put out there to confuse mm. people. You know what? It's come to the point of everyone's always talking this revolution. And I, and I saw it as that. A man's a big fan of rap, but there's only so much man can put in a rap. Mm. There's only so much, yo, go out and do this. And this is how we need to think. And all of them type of talks, that's all good. But at the end of the day, you actions speak louder than words, innit? So if I'm going to be out there saying, yo, I want to do this and I want you lot to abide by this and this is how we need to think, if I'm not doing it myself, 
then what what good am I? I'm just another voice that you've been hearing out here, just talking. Yeah, the revolution's coming, but where's the revolution, my guy? Mm. Uh, totally, totally can kind of understand, I guess, relate as well to what you're saying. As I think, you know, we're all kind of, I guess, normal people that have grown up mm. in normal circumstances, and we've been. We see the I think you know the media and the, the headlines, and it can be so confusing. And at times, I think there's a lot of lies and, and discrepancies, etc. But I think like what I guess you know, Tessa, you're doing something very direct, drill. You're doing something very, very directly. Do you have any takes though, Drilly, on on the environment? Have you looked at any policies in terms of the environment, potentially sustainability, and, and that angle and, and issue in in our world? Yeah, like I see it as. There's so many things in my manifesto that mm. I've, like this issue has been bugging me for a while. That's why people kind of connect me with like our ecosystem, um, what our pollution is saying, blah, 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 etc. And most of it ties down to the fact that little Ella Kissadebra, who was a little girl in London, she passed away from air pollution. Um, that was brought to my attention a long time ago and I, what um yeah she passed away they'd done an autopsy after she had passed and they had found that black tar was found in her lungs that was from the passing of like heavy pollution of the cars passing through her primary school she had a, a mad condition of um you know when you get like um what's that thing when you have to take the inhaler and that uh, asthma? asthma and that she had a mad asthma and from that asthma it was already at a certain extreme level anyway. The air pollution was not doing any help whatsoever. And because of that, um, she suffered a, a premature death. This obviously shocked me that... People don't realise until it hits them directly. Yeah, so... Like people don't see it. They don't realise until they actually see it for themselves. Like, I think one of the, the, the biggest things is, you know, um, we always get told about the hole in the ozone layer and, and how it's being affected. I feel like day to day, because... A lot of people can't see it. They don't act on it. And mm. I think that's, that's half the problem is, obviously we're never going to be able to see the whole, but mm. we know it's there. And I think it's important that the government especially push this in our faces even more because um, people are ignoring it and it needs to be focused on 100%. Yeah. I mean, clearly, you know, it's, it's a massive talking point yeah. in this kind of day and age. I think we've all seen Greta Thunberg and, and just the general conversation on socials i mean i myself i would say i'm quite ignorant to the sustainability maybe environmental issue topic uh, i think you know it's so easy also to get distracted and you're kind of living your life you're also trying to survive you're trying to feed your family you're trying to there's so many things in our heads but like tess i'll take it back to you 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 know i feel like you're a bit of an expert on this topic you've obviously got an app you know you're, you're you're trying to get us all to at least feed ourselves in a very yeah. organic way and and you know maybe even meet our neighbors maybe not now because you know rule of six rule of two i don't even know anymore what they're doing with the government yeah. what <laughs> what would you say are sort of you know the key issues with the environment right now sustainability and um sustainable fashion as well what, how do we improve and become better that's a massive a question. Big question. <laughs> yeah. How long have you got? Get, get comfortable. Way. Get comfortable. I'll, I'll try and sort of keep it brief-ish. But the way I see it is there's sort of three big problems in the environmental space. So the first is the one that's getting quite rightly so a lot of coverage right now is the climate crisis. And yeah. it's now just been 
proven beyond any doubt that the world is heating up. It's happening because of human activity and we're getting very close to reaching a bunch of tipping points. We've got to keep the world within 1.5 degrees of warming. And if we don't, then there's data showing that hundreds of millions of people will be displaced from their homes. We will have multiple failures of crops around the world and we'll be in a position where um, we genuinely do not know how to feed ourselves as a planet. We've also got to remember, we've got another 2 billion people joining the planet in between now and 2050. So it's not like we've just got to take care of everyone who's here. People are going to get busy. Yeah, we've also got to um, take care of the extra, um, you know, all the people who are joining us. So, So we've got this sort of big climate crisis looming, which is going to, at the moment, especially in the UK, it's really hard to get your head around, right? Because to date, people show you a bunch of polar bears and they perhaps show you some sort of scorched land in Africa and it feels very far away. Mm. But the reality is that, one, I think we need to just reconnect with our humanity. For too long, the climate crisis has been overlooked. I think because of um, there's been sort of uh, discrimination in terms of race, in terms of social inequality and stuff like that, all these factors are really sort of interlinked. So anyway, we've got a climate crisis that's heading our way very, very quickly. And we've basically been told by the IPCC, which is a big sort of intergovernmental global organization, they've said that we've now got 10 years to take meaningful action. So by 2030, we've got to take meaningful action to avert the worst effects of the climate crisis. We've then got a biodiversity crisis. And so, you know, the headline there is that there are roughly 8 million species of animals and plants on the planet, and 1 million of them are at risk of extinction because of human activity. Mm. Um, And, you know, putting that in really selfish terms, why is that a problem? Those 1 million species create the world that we live in today. They make the air that we have clean, the water that we run clean. They provide us with medicines and, and food and all that kind of stuff. So that's a real problem. And then the third one that no one's really talking about at all is the resource depletion crisis. And so... There's something called Earth Overshoot Day, and that's the day in the year in which humanity has used all the resources that Mm. the Earth can replenish in a year. So that was first measured in 1969. And in 1969, humanity used in a year everything that the Earth could replenish in a year. So happy days. We were living in equilibrium with the planet. Fast forward to this year, an Earth Overshoot Day was the 22nd of August. Now, what that means is that every single thing that every single one of us, seven and a half billion people are consuming after the 22nd of August is net, net depletive to the planet. So that, you know, I've got kind of a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that we cannot continue to live like that. So, you know, at the moment we're sort of putting it in financial terms. It's like we're spending through our savings account, right? Very, very rapidly. (laughs) Mm. Um, so we're not living out of our current account anymore. We're in the savings account and we are drawing down it very, very heavily. Um, and what's, that's kind of all that could be very depressing. But actually, I think that we have so much more power than we believe we have as individuals because everyone makes us think that business has to do something or government has to do something. And they do all have to do something, but they only do stuff when we tell them to. Yeah. Spend our money in the right way when we vote in the right way. Um, And so some data that I saw recently said that between 60 and 72 percent of all greenhouse gas emissions come from household consumption. Mm -hmm. The household consumption is me. 
it's you guys, it's all of us, right? So that means mm. that we actually have enormous power. Every time you spend a pound, it's a vote. It's a vote for the kind of world that you want to live in and you mm. want your kids to live in. So um, I think we've just got enormous power and, and what we want to do at Olio, and it sounds like Drilly's trying to do this as well, is just empower people, everyday people, and get them to kind of force governments and businesses to start making the changes that we want. So I guess that raised the awareness as well. Yeah. A lot, a lot yeah. of these things I didn't know. And because we're doing this episode today, I even looked up, um, I was like, let me see how many people die from from hunger every year. And I believe it's 9 million approximately people die of of hunger every day and as you said like we're wasting so much food and we're yeah. in such i guess we have we're lucky that we have potentially even the option to go to sainsbury's when so many people don't even have food but, but even here in the uk in the we UK, have 8.4 million people living in food poverty 8.4. and half of those are living in severe food poverty which means they do not know where the next meal is coming from and to put that into context you know 8.4 million people is approximately the population of london so, you know, next time you're out and about, just just imagine Everyone that, right? Every food. one of those people that you're seeing is living in food poverty um, and half of them are living in severe food poverty. Mm. So, but that's why we think that community is the solution to that, right? We actually yeah. have more than enough stuff mm. in our communities and in our lives, but we've just got to go, get a lot better at sharing it. So sort of like a lo local action rather yeah. than perhaps maybe expecting too much from from these people in power while well, I think, I think local, like, local action drives power right mm. there's more of us than there is of them as well yeah exactly we've forgotten that yeah that's a massive point what you are, are drawing on when you're saying about the votes and um, local voting the reason for it being that the reality is we are the people we do hold the power yeah Where our money is what is actually flux, flux, uh, fluctuating all these people mm. but then Day, we need to realize that power and that only happens through just a simple education amongst the people of them just not understanding the basics i think we're all sort of aware that that there's a huge level of inequality with you know the mayor it's a it's a it's a it's a problem for a mayor to come into a city that has got one of the highest pollution rates in europe as a whole anyway but yeah. as a humanitarian and a person that just loves the planet mm. um it, it makes me very angry because it's rich people problems. It's rich people that's done this. It's rich countries that's done this to the planet. And then they're the same ones with the campaign saying, hey, we need to help out. Guys, let's do something. When really, I know it ain't the man that's in Mozangolia or something that's done this to the planet because he ain't even got the capabilities to do this to, to yeah. the planet. He ain't even got the corporations or the infrastructure. Uh -huh do this to the planet so when we're saying this all of us we're all in it together you're not really talking to the man in zaire you're talking to the man that's in russia or the man that's in the man that's in um, norway or the man that's in france or the man that's in britain or the man in america you're talking to the western countries that have done this to the planet that yeah. don't care about the planet because all they care about is profit and now it's come back to bite man in the ass no matter if you live in the western world or the eastern world you're destroying the mm -hmm. whole planet even yeah. the man in the in Amazon jungle that's got a one little two two piece of leaf covering his his his, his things, even he's gonna have to soften up. Now man has nothing to do with the whole thing. He yeah. never put nothing and into the sky or shut up some some atomic plant or put up nothing. He's just been chasing fish. But even my man has to suffer. So how do I become better? How do we well, engage? I think the most important thing is when you start looking into all the statistics, it is so depressing. It, it's awful it, and it, it's kind of even worse than you can have imagined when you really dig under the hood and look at what's really going on the planet it's it's awful but 
you know, we can either sort of get really depressed about that and give up, which is mm. no use, or we've got to try and do something. And I think the most important thing I'd say is that is just to see it as a journey. Don't beat yourself up. Don't set unrealistic goals for yourself. Just say, I'm going to try and fix something in my life that isn't great this week. Perhaps I always buy plastic water bottles, right? I'm going to, this week, I'm going to solve that problem. And you just kind of almost each week, you kind of set yourself a task or a challenge. What we're trying to aim for, yeah, as a, like, as a humanity, what we're trying to aim for to, to, to achieve us to live a sustainable life, it's really sustainability versus capitalism. So how on earth do the two sit in the same room? Because even when we're talking about waste, the capitalist side of the world is battling for there to be more food than there needs to be. But yet, when I'm walking in central London, I'm going to see hella man on the, on the street with no food. But yet, you're telling me there's too much food. You see what I'm trying to say? We're getting produced or overproduced. So it goes to show that the capitalism is what's important because the food getting produced and that man starving is more important than feeding that man. So mm. would they just the same way it goes that you'll see hella hella kids like in Calcutta or something on the top of some waste pile with no clothes on, or you see some kids in some place with no clothes on, but yet you're telling me there's too much clothes. So is it really that the world cares about sustainability or does the world care about money? Because it seems that the money is overriding everything, even like our humanity itself. So it does like that whole thing of we need to indoctrinate ourselves with these rules, what she's saying, is so important because it's really, in a way, not for us, isn't it? It's not for the generation that's kind of living right now. It's for the children that's maybe five and nine because they're going to indoctrinate and have it as a standard thing. Whereas this generation's kind of grown up with the waste. They can't let it go. So if he's putting the social medias and all these type of things over the years progressively, just the same way that maybe... I don't know, when mum was growing up, it, was a, it wasn't a thing to throw something on the floor like a carton or something. But as you get to a certain point in, in through society, it's like, raw, my mum really threw that on the floor. You didn't put that in the bin fam. Because yeah. it, it, society's changed, if you see what I'm trying to say. Or like, back in the day, I don't know if it's just man, in it? Man, I don't know if everyone's going to try to pretend to be all goody-goody two-shoes. Man used to put the chewing gum underneath the table fam. Yeah. Man used to bang that one, but obviously... I, I, I get you, I, I get you. I used well. to kick it, I kick it, I normally... Yeah. Oh, I'm and then volley, volley over but the just wall. For, but just for like people that don't know what effect that has, like what effect What do, like, what effect does throwing the carton on the floor or sticking the gum under the table? Because a lot of people in school, they'll go, oh, it's just under the table, it's not doing anything to the world, do you know what I mean? So I think my, can we explain yeah. like what that does? Because My a lot funny of people, brain... My funny brain says we should volley it over the ball, but that's, yeah. just, that's my fun. That's my but brain. We no, we shouldn't. But my brain's like, my brain just said that to me. Don't yeah. blame me. I'm saying, my brain's like, kick it. Alan Shearer, come on. But anyway. Like, what effect back to the that serious have? topics, because, yeah. The, the effect that it has is that you go to other countries like Germany mm. and you see what a bit of a, a, a society that's doing a bit of sustainability looks like. Mm. And they're very, very, very forward thinking over there in terms of the homeless people all kind of get a wage. But I was like, raw, how's this homeless people got a wage? They said it's very hard to be homeless here because mm. our welfare system set up very different to you guys. And then they said another thing is that we've got this bottle service system. So I said, they've got the thing with the plastic bottles where you take it to the, the, the shop, like shop if you see a plastic 
bottle on the floor, and then the brother in the shop gives you two, two euros. So mm. you're or a euro fifty or something like that. So you're getting money for plastic materials. So mm. you're getting money to recycle. There's an incentive. Mm. This is what I'm trying to introduce maybe in London or something, because I don't understand how you can have so many homeless when there's hella plastic bottles all over the place. Man could be collecting plastic bottles, make a good 20 pound a day. Yeah. And I say all of a sudden man's situation is different. Man's got somewhere to sleep. Man's got a little food in his way. And that's mm. from plastic bottles. That's helping the community and the wider area of what's going on in London, because there's a lot of that that needs doing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? You can't just rely that on the, the sweeps cleaner. You ain't going to all the areas, as you lot know. Yeah. So that, that would definitely help certain areas, estates and da 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 So is that, that for me, it, it's about, like I said, it's capitalism versus sustainability. So if you can merge the two, I guess if you can try to pack um, um, capitalism on the back, it will allow you to be sustainable somehow. But yeah. Other than that, it's, it's, it's like what the lady's saying. It's down to us. It's down to the people. It's down to them individually to do X, Y, Z. But as we know, people are sheep. If the Instagram's saying X, Y, Z, they're not going to do X, Y, Z. They're going to do A, B, C. So yeah. it's how do you break people from doing A, B, C on the gram to doing X, Y, Z? And the only way I can see that is an incentive, something that makes man think, oh, maybe I should, oh, yeah. The same way that when we see the new Yeezys released or whatever it is, yeah. it your mind how do you get man's attention on something that can actually help man the same way the yeezy's got his attention the same way that he just saw maybe the chip this or something more and he was there on his phone and, and engaged or whatever mm. how do you get attention like that that's basically yeah, maybe it's maybe it's through these sort of conversations as well as we said like you know this is a toast to our differences we're all from different backgrounds we're doing yeah. different things in our life and this sort of i feel like just the convo we've been having from from your side really and also you Tess, like, it has a few light bulbs there's not many in my head but a few light bulbs have gone okay yeah i can see maybe how i can make these small changes and yeah and, and that, that that's exactly the thing the thing that i feel really strongly about is yeah. that it's about making small changes or kind of simple swaps so let's just take an example a swap that i've just made this week lipstick okay every year one billion lipstick cases go to landfill one billion Whoa. And but instead, an alternative is that I can buy a refillable lipstick. And there's quite a few brands out there that are now doing it. And it's a it's kind of when you think about it, it's obvious. Why are we throwing away that case? And why don't we actually have a case that looks beautiful that I really like having with me? And I just refill the bit in the middle. And so that's not about sort of going without or anything like that. It's just about making a simple swap. And once you've opened your eyes up to the problem of sustainability, you just think, how can I make a simple swap? How can I turn that thing that's plastic into glass or metal or cardboard or something else? And that kind of has a knock-on effect because, the, you know, the problem that we've got at the moment is that we the world is interconnected. We think that we live in our own little bubble here and it's got nothing to do with anyone else but that's just not true like in a country like the uk we consume as many resources like if everyone in the world lived like a typical british person we would need three planets if everyone in the world lived like a typical american we would need five planets like we don't have three planets we don't have five planets and our behavior here in the West is directly impacting people elsewhere in the world because our behavior is creating all that waste that's being put on a ship and sent to the other side of the world. Yeah. Our waste 
is putting carbon into the air, which is heating up the planet, which is causing, you know, fires and tornadoes and heat and is, you know, making people kind of homeless on the other side of the world and destroying their crops. So what we do is really, really important. And it's amazing how much impact you can have just through making simple swaps. So like me and my family, we kind of started on this journey about three years ago. Like everybody else, I put out a big black bag of rubbish every week. <laughs> and now I put out a tiny one once a month. And I've not had to sacrifice anything. I'm actually, I've got more money in my pocket and I feel better about everything. And we're eating healthier food. We're using healthier non-toxic products on our skin. And it's just a win-win. Mm. But you've just got I, to kind of take yourself on that journey and, and enjoy that, it, that, I guess that personal journey, I don't want to throw a spanner into the works and bring the kind of cynicism into it, right? My thought just popped into my head. I know it's more of like a global perhaps on a global scale but i just thought i don't know if this is like a critique which makes sense but let's say like the west right i say the western world and we're sort of now on, on, a, on a on a mission to, to let's say you know increase the way that we you know uh, we consume and sorry increase decrease the way we consume and, and spread awareness about sustainability and, and recycling etc etc uh, almost like save the world which isn't developed now part of me goes is it kind of unfair that we've in the West developed, we've had our time to buy stuff yeah. and chuck it away and like use resources from other countries. And now we're mm -hmm. telling other countries which haven't had that time to develop and, <laughs> and build. And now oh we're like, God. oh yeah, guys, like we're going to tell you this what to do again. Mad thing. I think this that for me, I think it's because in my brain, my brains, I, I'll be honest with you, my brain just kind of goes like, but, 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 but you're absolutely right. So, like, so we are in that situation where, we, we, we have this amazing life and yet the vast majority of the world is living in, you know, kind of abject poverty. And we have got our lifestyle because we have burned a lot of carbon. Yeah, we've done but a lot. Back like, to Dridley's point about money, we've also chosen not to sort of work collaboratively for humanity. Like there's more than enough money in the world oh, for yeah. everybody to have access to clean water, money, grow food. everybody to have access to a toilet, but we've just allowed our systems to grow in such a way that that, that doesn't happen. Mm. But if we can, but that's why it's even more important now that we've got to reduce our consumption and make it greener in the West because the people who are being most affected by the climate crisis are the people who already have nothing. Which is mad. It's like triple yeah. unfair. Yes, I really, I like really is. Said we allowed them to as well because I feel like someone only has power if you give them the power. Yeah, yeah, and a part of me totally. is like, a part of me goes like, I don't know. It's like how ah, maybe I'm going a bit too wide. Right, I'll give you a few examples of things yeah, on, really. we can do. So these are like things, secrets of my policies. I'll give you like um, insights. So things like using brownfield sites in London for renewable energy and development. That's auctioned off sites that developers have deemed um, contaminated and they don't really want to use those areas. We can use those for sustainable energy, like solar panels and like biogas and stuff like that. And make those areas deemable for us to make a profit for the city in, in, in other aspects of if they're not deemable for human humans to live there and whatnot use unused green spaces. That's another idea I had um, to build allotments. Um, so we've got loads of parks here. 
in these parks, big, grand, vast spaces are are just like they're there for beauty. Some people are not even sitting in those parks. Why not make like vegetable allotments that the poor can work on, or um, the homeless, or people that have got mental health issues can get out and have an mm-hmm. opportunity to work on plots mm-hmm. and use use some of those um, food that's grown in those vegetable um, places to give to food banks so we can feed some of the poorer citizens in the city you got london zip cars yeah it's um the zip car business i see them everywhere you see them everywhere type of thing but they need to be more regulated for london i believe and it needs to be london councils that are doing these zip cars um similar to boris bikes i believe that's how it should be done and there should be more push towards electric and using it for school runs so that we can around the children once again lessen the air pollution levels and try to implement people trusting their councils and feeling like they're working alongside them again um the charging points for these electric cars a lot of people don't know that there's different companies that own each one of these these electric cars so a lot of them you need a logging card or some sort of um special type of um, card for that model they need to be regulated so that they're all under one company yeah, like a GLC owned kind of thing so that basically people what ends up happening is that people that have got hybrid end up using the petrol side because it's so complicated just to charge the car yeah. so wow this is also causing problems but no one's really wants to sit down and even talk about that then there's other little things I wanted to do which was obviously make um, a top-up card for the homeless so that we can basically try to keep um more 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 care and more of the resources of the food that's getting wasted put, being put to good uses in particular places so if we if we have a top-up card people can come and get some of those services um and have money without having to you know like when you see the guy busking or whatever you don't want to give people change because a lot of people a lot of the time don't feel confident that they're just going to use it purely to maybe get some food or whatnot. So then yeah. with top-up card, people have more of security of just tapping with a system that they can take a little three pound, five pound from yeah. your 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 credit card or whatever. And it doesn't take anything more than that. It's got a limit. And then literally you can top them up for the day. They can go get fresh clothes, go pay for a bath or whatever, toothpaste, whatever. And just those type of things around London as as well as things that are looking after our environment I think if you, they work hand in hand and like I said the eco- economics of it so even the top-up card works back to the economics because it's all about the economics working alongside trying to help the society it can't be just you're just trying to do something purely for, for, for humanity because people just don't click with that that stuff mm-hmm. for some reason it's almost like, almost like smart, some sort of smart smart way of like i've had a personal experience where like me and my dad have gone to the the dump and the guy said to us and i will never forget this i've never forgotten this we were separating all our stuff because they have loads of bins at the dump loads of separate bins and he said oh don't worry about it It all goes in the same bin anyway that's what he said to us. He actually said that to us. And that's, I that stuck with me ever since. That's like the recycling element, isn't it? Like, were you, were yeah. you tracking something? Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, that's what Tessa was saying. 90% yeah. of recycling. So that, that's a real problem with plastic recycling because people, quite rightly, you're doing your recycling, you're thinking, yay, I am doing my bit for the planet today. Yeah. Well done me. 
But the problem with plastic recycling is that 90% of it doesn't even get recycled. And then when plastic does get recycled, it shouldn't be called recycling for plastic. It should be called downcycling or decycling because plastic, each time it gets recycled, gets lower and lower quality. So it can only be recycled a couple of times before it can't ever be used again. Uh. And the problem with plastic is that most plastics stay sort of on the planet for anywhere between 400 and 1,000 years. So if you think Ooh. of your toothbrush, okay? If you think of all your toothbrushes, they, the ones that you have had are still going to be on this planet when your children's 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 children are here. That's your toothbrushes are still going to be around. Unless, of course, you make a simple swap and you say, I don't think that's cool. I'm going to get a bamboo toothbrush. Mm. right and so it's just yeah. about making those simple swaps and they can have a massive difference because i didn't even know you could get a bamboo toothbrush yes you can so, they're amazing yeah, yeah. wow so a, a shameless sort of pitch for olio forgive me but um, Free bamboo toothbrush? <laughs> no well, no we haven't yet got our own bamboo toothbrush but we have got a section in the app called goals and basically it's a bit sort of like tinder but for sustainability and you can kind of we give you all these simple swaps that you can make in your life. Um, mm. And you can kind of right swipe if you want to do that swap, left swipe if you don't. Um, and we kind of give you points and we suggest where you can buy those sort of sustainable swaps or some of them are making things, some of them are doing things. Um, and we're just kind of really trying to help people to make a difference just through small actions that they can take at their pace whenever they want in whatever way that suits them. But mm. every action that you take that's positive makes a difference. Okay, yeah. so don't... I feel like uh, is it do we I feel like we've got to a nice stage where there's a few things we can take away from this this chat the element of local activation because I, I don't know I don't know how you guys feel but the problems can feel so big and you can find so many holes in them all because there's so many things going on and there's a lot of hypocrisy yeah. in general politics etc um that if we kind of concentrate on the local and our most immediate environments and the people around us in our local area, that's how I guess the change can start and we can actually make a positive change in all aspects, not even a sustainability environment, but in everything, mentality, yeah. how we speak to each other, how we treat each other. Yeah. We can actually if everyone worked on themselves, the whole world would be Yeah, that. exactly. What we say is it was billions of small actions that got us into this mess in the first place, right? And so surely yeah. by the same logic, billions of small actions can help get us out of it. Yeah, 100% true. 100% true. And it, it, it boils down to us fighting for it because um, ultimately what we have to remember is rights here are not, that we're not born with rights. Rights have been fought for. Even the rights for us to have clean air is, is going to have to be fought for. And that's from elements of people fighting before us, centuries before us, to where we are now. Every single right, even the freedom for us to have a job, for us to work, for us to have families, everything's been fought for. So we need to continue the fight and um, push it for the next generation so that they don't have to have a madness because this generation might be the generation that just tips it over the edge. I think um, we have got into the stage where we need to wrap up. And yes. I think we've got into stage, a good stage where we have learned uh, a lot and where, you know, we're toasting to our differences. Uh, it's been a big privilege to have you both here and to That's listen to right. you and, and to educate us, Tessa, about everything that you were talking about, sustainability and be, becoming greener as a human being. Drilly, mm -hmm. running for mayor. I hope you win it. 
Jelly for mayor. Jelly for mayor. Tessa, I want to see you find a slogan. Let's get it on. You know, you guys collaborate in some way as well. I don't know. I'm going to download Olio. Yay. Um, but you know, I, I wanted to throw it to you guys, um, Tessa and, and Jelly. What, you know, where can we see you guys? Um, any resources we should check out, the audience should check out to to kind of educate themselves and, um, and yeah, a kind of message of hope for the future from both of you. You know, who wants to go first? Yeah, Tessa, go on. Cool. So we would love you to join us on Olio. We've got two and a half million Olioers, um, as wow. we call ourselves. So there'll be loads of people using Olio near you to give away food and also uh, other non-food items as well. So people are giving away to their neighbours toiletries and kitchen appliances, books, clothes, toys, etc., all for free. So it's nice. all about kind of sharing stuff rather than throwing it away. So you can find us um, in the App Store on Google Play, um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you just kind of search for Olio, uh, you will find us. Um, and I think my, my sort of final words are a mixture of sort of hope and fear, because I think that's probably the right way to approach this topic. The, the sort of fear component really is that sort of this is a war that we are facing and each and every one of you will be asked in the future, where were you during the war? Did you stand up? Were you counted? Did you make a difference? And you want to be able to look someone in the eye and said, yeah, I showed up. I made a difference. Mm. And it's not that hard. It's yeah. just all about little steps. And the cumulative effect of lots of little steps is oh. transformational change. And you will love it. It's fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Drilly, how about you, my brother? Um, as, as usual, um, at Drill Minister on the Instagram, Minister Drill on the Twitter, um, Drill there on the Instagram as well for my campaign to see what's going on, and on the Twitter, Drilly for Mayor. But guys, no, thank you. That was um, Toast Our Differences, our episode on sustainability, sustainable fashion, and the environment, and how we become greener as human beings. Tessa from Olio, thank you very much. Drilly, best of luck in um, in your pursuit to become mayor. I wish you the best. He's kicked his phone down. Drilly <laughs> for mayor. Drilly for mayor. Thank you. Thank you, Tessa. Pleasure. Bye. Uh, Thanks. Bye. Pleasure. Okay. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thank you.